If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Blog Talk Radio. Wednesday to all of you out there. Welcome to our live morning show podcast, Up Your Volume, where we talk about the arts and living consciously. As always, I'm Nikki Beauvais, and again, as always, Paleo Boss Lady, a.k.a. V, a.k.a. my mom, is on this morning. Hi, good morning, Mom. Good morning, daughter. How are you today? I'm good. Oh, I, I got Chancy chance in the background, but uh, huh. we're really excited today. We have uh, Becca Barack. Borowski Jenkins talking mm-hmm. about uh, living off the grid. I'm so excited for that. Oh, my God. I'm, like, the most excited, you know, because I've been, well, now I'm officially voluntarily homeless. I don't live off the grid, but I feel like I'm getting closer and closer um, oh, yeah. as I've become a minimalist. And um, I've been inspired by uh, Beck and her husband's journey tremendously. And uh, I, you know, I'm just so excited to be able to share all that they're doing and also some new stuff that they just announced that is just huge. Um, so I, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't even know the big, the big surprise. So I'm, I'm in with the rest of the listeners, just as excited as them. Yeah, no, it's really, really amazing. And, um, you know, the foundation of everything they're doing is not only, you know, following their own passion, but inspiring others. And, you know, that's, that's our favorite thing. That's our thing. Yep. Yep. So, um, yeah, so what's going on? And you're, in the, at, uh, and you're at World, so I thank uh, you for, for making time to still do this with us. I appreciate that. I know you're busy and killing it over there, and you have, you have your talk this morning, right? I have a talk at 11.15 at Worlds, which we're going to talk about biohacking um, to find your superpower okay. and using nutrition. And then we're also – I'm also going to be doing a cooking competition. So, um I'm really excited, and Worlds, for people that don't know, is a basically a mastermind summit of some uh, global leaders. Uh, we have people attending Worlds, and they're all by invitation. So it's really, awesome. to give you an example, we have Quincy Jones, Tony Hawk, Kerry Walsh will be there today. Um, the CEO of Lululemon spoke yesterday. I spoke to the CEO of Tender Green. I mean, it's just really amazing. Wow. Uh, the people that are there. And it's just sitting down as a collective and saying to people, what can we do to work together? How can I help you? How can you help me? And it is basically burning man business style. Not going to lie. And I didn't realize that Roman, the founder of um, the CEO of world 
uh, is a burner. And about a half hour into, into worlds, I was like, I feel like I'm at like corporate burning man. And they're like, Oh my gosh, that's exactly what we modeled this after. So if you're a burner and which is basically, you know, we help each other, we're community, we're in this together. Uh, and you're a CEO. If you don't know about worlds, this was the inaugural one. It's a 10 year plan. Um, it's started by Patel P T T O W is the founding company. Um, I would, I would definitely highly recommend checking into that because it's networking and business at a level that has blown me away and I'm honored to be an invited speaker. And how this all happened was the CEO of the company, Roman, and his executive team hired me in December to do a corporate team building cooking class. And he told me that at the end of that night, he said, I'm coming for you. And sure enough, eight months, seven months later, he came for me. And I'm just really flattered, honored, and excited. So well, I can't wait to hear more about that. That's awesome. And I know, I know you're, you're via hotel room right now. So I appreciate that. And yeah. um, we're going to, we're going to have an exciting show. So let's get into it. Um, so I remember about maybe five podcasts ago, we were talking about um, uh, Lauren Hill and how she was showing up maybe two to three hours late. And then mm-hmm. her, her, scheduled tour dates, people were requesting money back. Um, you know, some people said she didn't even show up to some of their gigs. And then I, I believe venues started canceling her shows on her because they didn't want um, upset guests. Um, right. So we had touched on that. And, and today, um, Lauren Hill just actually released a huge nationwide tour that begins on August 27th at The Man in Philly, which is one of our Woo-hoo! favorite venues. I love The yeah. Man, yeah. Exactly. So that's going to be awesome. That's, like I said, August 27th. And then she's going to be, the tour carries through September, October, and finishing in November. Um, right from The Man, she's in Illinois and then Michigan and Minneapolis. Mom, you should try I to I was just going to say, yeah, I yeah. should. I'll be in Michigan. Yeah, she's going to Phoenix, she's going to Seattle, I mean, Boston, All you know, a lot of the places you're going to be in is, yeah. is where she's going. So um, it's mainly, I want to say, a U.S. tour, but she does have some Canada dates, which should be pretty cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm all for second chances. I think we all are here. And, you mm-hmm. know, Lauren Hill has struggled for many, many, many years. And, um, you know, I, I look forward to her redeeming herself on this tour. So I just wanted to circle back and let everybody know that she has released some more dates and hopefully uh, it's in, you know, she, she treats her, her fans a little nicer this time around. So look forward, looking forward to that. And then um, that kind of inspired me, you know, it's school time. People are getting, you know, I have my, my boyfriend's little brother is heading out to college and I, I teach a couple teachers actually that are, are gearing up for, for their classroom and I think students are coming by next week. So I know school's right around the corner and I wanted to kind of do, you know, obviously Miss Miss Lauren Hill, her her first and only album was the Miseducation of Lauren Hill and that kind of led me to think about school. Um so <laughs> we have a back to school playlist for you guys. Um number five, we we absolutely always love comments. So I, I put mm-hmm. it on the list doing a book of life, which is a great song. It's it is about growing up, it's about school. It's about the book of life so definitely check that out um kanye when i was in college came out with um an album called graduation right around yep. when i graduated um and one of my favorite songs on that album was good morning 
I actually, this is the Kanye that I liked the most. And I think he had a lot of good to say and wasn't so random and off the wall and crazy. So, um, mm-hmm. so good morning from Kanye coming in number four. Number three is going to be uh, Talib Kweli, Happy Home. Really great song. Um, J. Cole's coming in at number two. He's got like I want like pretty much all high school and college tunes. Um, so definitely check him out if you're looking for like you know just somebody going through the same thing as you, going into school, graduated from college, you know, just the hardships and struggle with school. Um, and this is called School Days, and it's D A Z E. Um, and then number one, who will always be my number one is Nas coming in with I Can. And that's the song that's like, I know I can do what I want to do. So it's like really great message. And that song is, you know, <laughs> is from like, I don't I want to say like 2002 or three. And that was my, my that was just funny year. what you did. I know. I. <laughs> it's like kids and they're like, be what I want to be. And if I work hard at it, I'll be where I want to be. It's a really great message. It's a cool song. Yeah. So, um, that is the playlist, but I did want to talk about, I know a lot of people are buzzing about um, Kanye had a, uh, a, a, a concert. Recently where Drake, oh. No, no. Uh, a, a concert where Drake came out and they kind of hinted at doing an album together. That's on the way. So wow, stay, that's stay tuned for that. Yeah. That's, that's really huge. So stay tuned for that. It could be a whole mess of just, trying to get in the tabloids, but I am definitely going to keep you all posted about that. Um, and that's the playlist. That's some music news. I want to get kind of into our, our living conscious because we have such a great guest today that we really want to feature her. My, you know, my mom and I really want to spend the most time talking with her today. So we're going to collaborate on the living conscious part of our podcast today. And we're talking about the Olympics that kind of start tonight. Yeah, and, and again, we're coming back to this because I think we spoke a little bit about the Olympics right. in an earlier podcast, right? Yeah, so we did. We 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 touched on uh, golf in the Olympics for the first time. Oh, right, right. First time mm-hmm. since like the '90s or '80s or something. Um, and we've been talking a lot about women. We've been doing, you know, a lot of, um, you know, kind of, you know, women praise recently on our podcast and just gearing up for that strong women, you know revolution that we're kind of entering um and i decided to make this living consciously about women in the olympics so mm-hmm. let's, let's get right into it i got really excited in reading about um shot put champion valerie adams of new zealand um she is absolutely incredible she's aiming for her third shot put title um, she's one of 18 siblings. I can't even imagine what that household one was like. One of 18 siblings? <laughs> yeah. That so poor mother. <laughs> 20, 20 people living in a house. I can't even imagine. Wow. Like, we'll take a reservation for 20. I, I can't even imagine. Yeah. So, um, especially working in restaurants, like, I mean, that's, I'd be like, okay, you get a prefix menu. You got to give me your credit card. For, I mean, it'd just be a hassle. You probably never, <laughs> never went out, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> Excuse me. So, She's one of 18, and in 1994, she competed in her first shot put competition and actually beat the school record at her school, which has now stood for over 20 years. So that was her first time ever attempting it, wow. and she killed it. Yeah, that's a lot to say right there. Um, and then in 2001, she won the World Youth Championships, followed in 2002, she won the World Junior Championship, and by 2004, 
at the ripe age of only 19, she competed in her first Olympics. Um, she ended up finishing eighth, but that's because she got her appendix removed like two weeks before Olympics. So, oh my you know, gosh, insane! Like, why would you even compete, especially chalk foot, which is so taxing on like your your abdomen area and and your upper body? You would think that the doctor would have said, hey, you might not want to go to the Olympics. You know what I mean? Right now. Right. But she did place eighth. And then it, by August 16, 2008, she actually won her first Olympic title. And the second Olympic title she won in London four years later in 2012. And she's hoping um, to get her third in Rio. So that's huge. I wish her the best of luck. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, I'm kind of going international and then we'll get to, to, this phenomenal USA champion. Um, and this is kind of one of my favorite um, success stories or, or struggling success stories, um, which is why I say the Olympics starts tonight. We all know opening ceremony is going to be on Friday, which I believe is the sixth, uh, fifth. Um, but uh, the Olympics has paved a way for South Africans women's football. And as you know, football is our soccer. Um, and, um, it's been, uh, you know, kind of shaping the attitude towards women's football in that country and opening doors for a lot of female players that um, they said that a lot of the female players were told, um, which, you know, this kind of hits home for me, um, were kind of told that it's just a hobby. There's no future in this game, so you're not allowed to play football. Um so a lot of these women, girls at a young age couldn't play, you know, in Africa, soccer is a very, very big sport and everyone's playing it. And I think women were really shunned and shied away from playing it. Um, and now it's, it's, you know, this is their, um, this is their second appearance in the Olympics and um, they're going to play Sweden tonight. So stay tuned for that. Sweden's going to be the first event of the Rio Games, and it happens tonight. I'm not sure what time it is, but you can find everything out at www.olympic.org for all the news and everything like that. But that's going to be tonight, and I'm I'm really rooting for South Africa. Not that not that I'm against Sweden or even favor South Africa, but I think this is a big thing for women, um, and I'm all for that. So um, again, that's tonight, and then um, there is Kimberly Road. She's the first American to win five consecutive Olympic summer games in shooting. She's actually, she's actually like, she shoots guns and she's, uh, her name's Kimberly Road. She's actually from Whittier, California, which mm-hmm. is where I teach. So it's, it's local. Um, she's had an outstanding life. This lady has, um, she's 33 now. And um, in 2012 in London, so she's won five consecutive Olympic summer games. So dating all the way back to 1996. Um, And in London, she won a gold with a joint world record of scoring 99 out of 100. So she's, yeah, she's got, I mean, I'm probably scared of this, this woman at this point. You know, reading about her and researching her, it's like, I don't know if I want to get in her way because she has a sharp shoot um, and she is, she's going for another gold. So um, she actually won her first title at 13 and by wow. 17, by 17 years old, she became the youngest ever gold medalist. So I, I actually saw crazy. a show on her actually. I'm very familiar with her. Very cool. I'm glad you brought her up. Yeah. She's, she's badass. And there's another, 
Um, I actually didn't write a report on her, but there is another Olympic gold medalist, I believe, um, going into track, and she is from the U.S., and she's 16, so she's one of the youngest <laughs> as well that will be competing. I mean, it's just – Could you imagine? Like, where, what did I do wrong at, at, like, 12 where I didn't become a beast at so, – you know what I mean? It's like – Crazy. Well, I, I don't know. You were winning. You were a nationally ranked opera singer by the time you were 17, Nikki. I, I don't think. I, was, I know. I know. I'm just okay. saying. Like, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I saying because I was the mom living that with you. So, yeah, you, you, did, it, you, you did a good job, sweetheart. Don't worry. You were the you kid who at eight job. years old said, I'm going to go to Berkeley College of Music. And you did with a scholarship. Okay. So you've well, done a lot. Well, thank you. But these these girls are definitely inspirational and definitely check out for all of these women um, in in the games that are starting, I can't believe it's already you know the Olympics. Neither can but I. It is, it is starting this this week, and um, I'm definitely gonna. I have I usually have something to do on Wednesday nights. I don't tonight, so I'll definitely be catching that game, and I'll be rooting for South Africa. And congratulations to them for just kind of paving the way in their own country and 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 being leaders. And I, I respect that a lot. Um, and, and yeah, I wanted to see kind of what you know. I'm excited about this, this Olympics. I think more so than, and I, I think I like the Winter Olympics games more, but um, I'm really excited. I think there's a lot of great things coming in this Rio Olympics. I know they've spent a ton of money with all the projects Rio has gone through during during um, setting up for the Olympics. It's billions of dollars at this point. So should be beautiful, and hopefully no one gets this crazy Zinka virus. And, yeah, you know everyone you know has a great time, and we get to see some some new and old repeat winners. You know, so I'm excited. Yeah, I love the Olympics. Yeah, so that's that's awesome. I'm really grateful you you rebrought that up again for all of us. For sure. Um, so let's. Uh, you want to take a quick break, and then we'll get to I, our guest. I would love to take a quick break, and I can't wait to get to our guest. So, yes, yes, yes. All right, awesome. So we're going to take a quick break, and then again, join us. We're going to be talking with Becca Borowski-Jenkins, and we talk about uh, the journey she's had with her husband, and just she's got some new and exciting things she wants to share with us. So definitely stay tuned, and we'll be right back. And just a reminder to all of you, before I forget, you can always call in. I don't think I repeated the number last week, so I do want to make sure I give you guys the number to call in this week. The number is 845-277-9095. You're welcome to call in, ask questions, and as always, you can email us or check out check us out on our websites, paleobosslady.com and nikki-bovet.com. And without further ado, Mom, you want to you wanna introduce our guest? Yeah, I can't wait. Um I had the pleasure of virtually meeting Becca. Uh, God, it's been, it'll be almost two years, I think, in September. And um, at that time, um, I believe they were just living, not just, they just moved to the Pacific Northwest and were living just like a lot of us in a home or a house that they rented. And I've watched uh, this transition from that to, 
you know, living off the grid and it has captivated me so passionately that I'm obsessed actually. And um, I just have to share it all with you guys because I think that um, what they're doing is just phenomenal. So yay. Are you there, Becca? I am here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my God, this is amazing. I mean, you know, for our audience that doesn't know, you guys have built a high performance mobile dwelling unit and you now live in it officially full time, right? Yep. Yep. We have now for a couple of months, we've been in it full time. And how long from start to finish did it take from idea to when you actually started living in it? What did it take? I don't. Well, you know, there probably from the moment we actually started building it was a little less than a year. Um, but before that, I mean, we're, we're both, my husband, Winslow and I, we're both optimizers, right? So we go through a lot of plans mm. and ideas and we're always evolving. So, you know, at first it started out, we were going to do the school bus thing. Cause he actually did that a couple decades ago, did the living in the school bus. Oh, cool. And then we were like, awesome. Oh, we're just going to buy an RV. And then we couldn't find an RV that was worth the money. So then we thought, well, we'll just build an RV. And so it, the thought process started more than a year ago, but mm-hmm. um, the actual building was about a year ago. And I mean, am I, how did you go from, I mean, you guys were in it in LA. I mean, you were, I know you were in music. I mean, you did like the LA thing, right? Like I came to LA, but I didn't do the LA thing. I came to heal. Um, but you like, when people think about LA, they think about entertainment and that was the world that you lived in, right? Yeah. So Winslow actually grew up in, in upstate New York and I'm originally from Michigan. And then I moved to Los Angeles in, um, 1997 uh, to go to graduate school at USC. I went to USC film school. So yeah, so definitely the whole entertainment path. And then um, I was a music editor for about seven or eight years for TV and film and uh, got, got tired of sitting in a dark room all day. And uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) everyone I knew, everyone I knew was like on their third wife and their kids weren't talking to them. So I was like, maybe maybe this isn't what I want to (laughs) do. So, yeah, so that was that was career number one. And then after that, I got into the fitness scene, which is probably the second biggest industry in Southern California and uh-huh. uh, did that for another seven or eight years and um, and and wanted to get back more into the arts side of thing. And so it, re-exploring being a writer and teaching writing and those sort of things is what started to draw me away from Los Angeles. But yeah, I, I was spent my days in the music studios and the, and the TV sets and all that for a number of years. Would you say it was like a gradual um, thought process about, uh, you know, this transition that you made? Did it happen organically? Was it something you've always wished for? I mean, do you wake up one day and be like, oh, this is what we're going to do. We're going to leave L.A. We're going to, you know, how do you get from the L.A. life doing something that you thought you didn't want to do forever to really following your passion? Yeah, you know, it's funny because I said to my husband the other day, um, that when I was a kid, I had this dream of like living in a cabin in the mountains and kind of being off the grid. And, you know, it was before, like I knew the phrase off the grid, but that's what I pictured. <laughs> and, uh, and I'd kind of forgotten about that. And it just came up the other day because of the big announcement. And uh, I was like, Oh, I guess I've always wanted that. But, you know, I think you, you get caught up in all your other goals and, and you're really excited about your goals. And I, I wanted to live in LA and I wanted to be part mm-hmm. of the music scene and the TV mm-hmm. scene and I genuinely enjoyed it, you know, and then I genuinely enjoyed my, my career as a fitness coach and I wouldn't have gotten to where I am now without all those things. Um, 
but I think for me, and, and like you guys, it's it's about living consciously, and you start learning to check in right. with yourself, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, something's not right. What is that something? And I'm going to keep exploring until I figure that out. Um, so, so it was a gradual evolution and a willingness to listen to myself and a willingness not to be committed to the wrong thing. And, you know, that's, that's so powerful, your words. I mean, Nikki just shared her recent journey um, in following her passion in a podcast, I think like about a month ago. And that's, you know, committing to, you know, to believing in, you know, to listening to the inner voice. That's really yeah, what you right. have to do. You have to you have to create the space to hear that because I think a lot of times what happens is when you're in the autopilot of life, there's no time to hear the inner voice or to hear your passions because you're just doing, doing, doing. Right. And, um, you know, and, and I love the fact that you said that all of these steps have prepared you for where you are now because I think that a lot of times we can get caught up in um, – you know, not having gratitude for the steps that we took to get to where we are and not realizing that although we may, it may not have been ideal, although it, you know, moving to LA was great for a time period. It wasn't where I wanted to be forever. A lot of times people sometimes feel defeated and it's like, I don't think that's defeat. You know, I'm not being defeated. That's a stepping stone to where I'm supposed to be going. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Like you can look back on it and be like, Oh, I wasted all those years. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, I, I get to be who I am right now because of all those years. Yeah. So now I have to ask for you to share what you guys uh, announced yesterday because there's so, I mean, you want to talk about, you know, I'm sure that this announcement includes a lifetime of learning yeah. and soul searching for you and your husband because it's a truly powerful, wonderful announcement. So do you mind giving us sort of like a, a quick version of what you guys have planned? Not at all. I'm I'm honored to be sharing it with you guys and your listeners. So the the kind of small version is is that we bought 10 acres of land on a mountain ridge in the Panhandle of Idaho, um, uh, which is exciting in and of itself. Yeah, it's like 270 degree views for like literally dozens wow. of miles. It's insane. Wow. Um, it's at about 3,200 feet elevation. It's it's just gorgeous. Mm. So. Uh, it's just an empty piece of land and there's, there's nothing like hooked up to it. There's no power, there's no water, there's nothing. So it's perfect. The, you know, mm-hmm. we, we're, we're like the few people who are like, yeah, land with nothing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're going to drive our HPMDU there. You know, we're lucky enough that we can just drive our house there and we're good to go. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, we're going to set up our, our solar and, and bring water in and set up probably wind power and all sorts of other things and, and bring in animals because we, we went through a homesteading phase in the past. So we're going to revisit that. Um, wow. And then what we want to do is turn it into a place to help other people because so much of the time people think, oh, that's too hard or I, I don't know how to do that or I don't, you know, I don't want to give up my big house, but I do wish I could incorporate some of these practices so we want to create a center where people can come visit for, you know, short or long periods and come learn everything from gardening to setting up solar power. Um, and then the long-term goal is to bring kids in, specifically kids from the city. You know, going yeah. out to the wild is, a, is a, a, you know, literally a brand new experience and, and yeah. helping empower them and, and helping them see that there is more beyond what, what they have. So, um, so that's kind of the, the big picture. That's amazing. That's just yeah, incredibly awesome. And I mean, to, to just share with our listeners the power of, of how off the grid you guys live, um, you use solar panels and you actually roast your own coffee. 
you yeah. built your own washing machine. I mean, literally the learning that people can get coming to your homestead like this is, is really, I think much bigger than many of us can even sit down and think about like, yeah, I would like to learn how to garden, but I don't think a lot of people think about foraging anymore. You guys are active foragers. I don't think that anyone has really thought about, you know, conserving water and doing wash differently. I mean, I didn't. And I watched yeah. you do it. And I'm like, that's a great idea. And you're getting exercise. <laughs> totally. It's like a, we do little intervals. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting because when you start trying to live in an RV and when you start building the RV, you, mm-hmm. you have to get really resource conscious conscious um you know we only have so much water and we're not really hooked up to any we've been catching rainwater so you know you can't just take a half hour shower you can't just run a washing machine that uses tons of gallons of water um you know the sun only shines so many hours a day so what do you want to spend that energy on um it just having that consciousness you know even if you only came to visit us for a week and you practice that for a week you would go home and be like oh (laughs) <laughs> I'm sure like, you just get a really I, I've never had this perspective like I thought I understood it and then now that we're living it it's it's a whole different thing and it's just um you can make so many more intentional and powerful choices once you have that knowledge what was the it's biggest tough. obstacle you've come across so far in this transition would you say the biggest obstacle uh-huh. um you know it just comes back to money you know I mean yeah. part of our part of our ingenuity comes from not wanting to spend the money, <laughs> right. um, uh-huh. you know, we're like, okay, how can we do this ourselves? How do we, how do we not have to drive to town and rely on somebody else to do this? You know? Right. Um, and even, even if it takes longer, you end up having more fun. Cause you're like, I did that, you know, like mm-hmm. the laundry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny because just to give you an example, I don't know if you even are aware of this, but the fact that you guys did that with the washing machine, I was like, how many gallons does a load of laundry take? I never knew of water. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it, it prompted me to get conscious about laundry. Um, That's from awesome. A, yeah, from a sustained, like how much water it does. And I was just like, you know what? I could actually do this because I don't, I mean, I don't have a lot of clothes. I don't have, I only have 50 possessions total, you know, and I wear jeans for a whole week. You know what I'm saying? Like I could yeah. easily do that. And I thought, wow, I could really do my part by not using traditional laundry. So, I mean, even like you said, if people come and spend a week with you, when they leave, they're going to have a different lens. Just your blog, everything that you're doing is already creating a different lens for at least people like me. So I thank you for that. Yeah, Um, you're welcome. You're welcome. That's definitely a dream of ours is to just help people, you know, be inspired and, and realize that there are possibilities that maybe they haven't opened themselves to. Right. Yeah. So Nikki, do you uh, you know Nikki? Uh, we should probably share with you that we had an RV when Nikki was growing up, and nice. we traveled quite a bit in it. Um, and, and after after reading, uh, you know, your blog, Hunter Gather Brew, um, I and, and just talking with you right now, it did bring up uh, the RV mom. It also brought up Hidden Valley. I went to a camp in Maine mm-hmm. where we we were taught how to. Uh, you know, garden and, and we, we were working a lot with animals and, and all that stuff. And, you know, it was kind of, um, you know, training us to live consciously before I, before I knew what that was. And it's cool that you were saying you're going to have kids from the city kind of come up and learn those things. Cause I think, especially, uh, you know, kids of, of this generation, that's, that's, uh, you know, that's coming up now, um, all the millennials and stuff. I think it's, it's, it's nice to get them thinking outside of the box because mostly everything's been kind of done for them and they're, they're 
you know, I think it's, I think it's great what you're doing. I, I, I'm inspired by it as well. And I know, I know my mom has been really excited about talking with you and I kind of, I, I didn't really understand living off the grid until I started reading your blog this week and, and hearing you talk about it. And it's like you're hunting and fishing and foraging and all this stuff. It's like kind of mind blowing and, and super awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it's interesting having lived in the city for so long, things, you know, your life gets really segmented. You know, you spend an hour exercising, you spend an hour, you know, going to Whole Foods or whatever and and buying Mm -hmm. your food. And even if it's all natural food, you know, it comes in a package and doesn't look like where it came from. Um, Mm -hmm. And and everything gets really segmented. And so your day gets busy because you're trying to jam all this stuff in there and you're trying to be healthy and you're, you know, going to yoga, all of it. Whereas if you live the, the way we get to live, you know, my exercise is going foraging, going hunting, going fishing. Mm-hmm. I don't have to break it all into pieces. It's all that you get all those things if you live on a more natural level. Um, so that's what we're striving more and more toward. Like, I don't have to go work out because I just spent an hour hiking around the property picking berries, you know? <laughs> right. So, yeah. And, you know, it's I'm really glad that you brought that up because I wrote uh, a blog not that long ago about toxic workouts and, Again, it was, I was of that mindset. I went to the gym certain days. I worked out for so many hours. I had to have so many hours of fitness in a week. And da, 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 da. I mean, now I do yoga and things like that. But my life is my, like the way I live my life incorporates all of the things that I need to live a healthy life from consciousness to walk. Like it's not segmented. And I think that's what happens when you get conscious is life I think society makes us segment life, but if you're really true to following your passion, life provides for you nutritious food, exercise, vitamin D, um, all those things, I think, if you step outside of the cultural norms. Exactly, which is, that's a big thing. That's a hard thing to do. You know, people people uh, aren't always comfortable when you start doing that. <laughs> and that's the one message at Worlds, uh, this event that I've been at, is, um, perf- you know, living uncomfortable, getting comfortable being uncomfortable. And, you know, that is really the nirvana zone, you know, um, to be okay with that. Um, And I think the autopilot of life removes that from all of us, you know. Um, And like you said, like you have to pay attention to how much sun there is and you're catching rainwater. So you want to talk about getting uncomfortable. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Totally. And for us, it's, you know, it's been gradual. Like I wouldn't tell anybody like, oh, you should just, you know, find a piece of land and move into a, you know, straw bale hut. Like that's that's (laughs) going to work, you know? But, um, but, you know, it's every time we've gotten comfortable, we think, okay, what's the next step? How do do we get ourselves uncomfortable again? It's like, okay, you know, unplug everything from that, from our neighbor's house. We're, we're not going to rely on him at all now. It's like, okay, now, now we're totally good with this. What do we do? Oh, we're, we're going to buy land in the middle of nowhere. Okay, let's go mm-hmm. do that. So, you know, it's not, I right. wouldn't tell anyone just, just pack up and move into a tiny house. Like that's not going to work. It's too shocking. Um, yeah. So just start with one small thing, you know, um, and, and just slowly move yourself in that direction and you'll find where the right place on the scale is for you. It's really interesting because Nicole mentioned about um, Hidden Valley Camp where she went. And I think really at a young age, that was the uh, Hidden Valley only, they only ate what they grew basically. Um, Once a year they would do this candy drop thing. But other than that, it was very, uh, you know, kind of a hippie artistic camp. And they provided you with options to explore. Like you could live in a teepee, right, Nikki? Yeah, yeah. And you would have to do everything as if, 
all your resources were just from that teepee and the environment. And I think that what that allowed the kids to do as a parent, I mean, Nikki, I'm sure you could chime in, was take one small step and peek into mm-hmm. what would this look like if I didn't right. have a refrigerator or a kitchen or, you know what I mean, a stove. And, you know, by, by letting people take one small step, like or peek, they can decide what would be a first step. Because I think you guys, Absolutely. if I'm not mistaken, didn't you, you rented like rooms and Airbnbs and like lived in them without kitchens and somehow we're like, weren't you making bread in them? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we, we were, we were living in a house originally and then we were like, we tried doing the homestead thing and our, our neighbor really disliked us. So <laughs> oh, okay. we decided we needed to get out of that whole situation, but the HPMDU wasn't ready yet. So we, we, we could have stayed in the house, but we decided instead again to make ourselves one more step uncomfortable so we started living in Airbnbs for about a month at a time. And, uh, you know, it's just somebody's guest room in their basement or, you know, a couple mm-hmm. of them were really gorgeous. They were beautiful places, but they weren't really set up for someone to live there um, for that length of time. So, yeah, so we figured out ways to not – I didn't have a kitchen, but I love making my own bread. So we have a the smoker <laughs> roaster, and I, I set it outside and plugged it in, and I've been making bread in my little roaster. And now it's solar-powered, and I still make the bread. So, so it's good. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, yeah. I, I remember saying that and being like, wait, I think she's living in a room. Wow, she just made bread. How <laughs> did she do that? I mean, people people aren't even making bread with a full house. They find a complex and it's like, well, Becca's doing it in a room in an Airbnb. Wow. Totally. Um, yeah, we don't we don't have an oven. We don't have a dishwasher or washer dryer. We only have a refrigerator, no freezer. Um, we actually converted a freezer into a fridge to save energy. We call it the fridger. Um, so... <laughs> So yeah, that's, we have very few appliances, and yet there's nothing that I there's nothing I personally am missing. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, um, absolutely. Is there anything um, that you need to ask Nikki? And then I'd also like to give Becca a chance to sort of share how people can hear about you, follow you. That's um, all I was going to do is ask her to kind of you know see where we can. We I know I know it's huntergatherbrew.com, I believe. Is uh, your hunt gather brew hunt gather brew dot com yep. hunt gather brew dot com yep. and uh, and that's where we should follow you correct yeah yeah we post blogs regularly there we're also on Twitter and Instagram but our kind of in depth posts are always on hunt gather brew um, and as B mentioned earlier we we home roast coffee my husband's been roasting coffee for decades and now we do the solar roasted coffee so wow. um, we basically roast it on request so you can get it exactly how you like it. And uh, we buy from some really great places in South America and Africa. Uh, so that's oh. available there. And uh, as we get our, our land established, we'll be posting pictures of what we're building. We're going to do all kinds of different construction, trying to do it mostly with, with things that are on site. So that, nice. uh, yeah, so again, that people can be inspired to, to create without having to be reliant on kind of bigger industry and, and commercial outlets. Um, and so we'll be posting about that. And then also, you know, when we have clinics and things available and it'll just keep evolving on there. So yeah, website's the best place to keep up with us. And then just on a, another note, um, you also teach some online classes for people. Do. Um, do you want to share a little bit about that? Because I think that a lot of our listeners might be interested in that as well. Yeah. So um, I, I love teaching people um, and, and have for decades now taught different things. And, and the things that I'm most focused on now is teaching writing. Um, and it started out teaching specifically writing for the internet because that's a, a specific genre, a specific skill. 
if you go to writing.hunttogatherbrew.com, that's my, my writing coaching site, and I post articles there, and uh, I have a class coming up. It's called How to Write Meaningful Content for the Internet, so it's not just about you know SEO and, and silly things, but about mm-hmm. writing good content that people want to share. Um, and then I'm going to have some new classes that I'm offering in the new year, uh, more toward creative writing and also just creating a writing habit. Because the, the biggest obstacle I, I hear from people is that they just they just want to sit down and do it and they don't know how and they feel like they're doing it wrong. Um, so I'm going to have some classes, some some boot camps on just trying to create a writing practice and how to get inspired in doing that. So writing.huntgatherbrew is where you'll see all the updates on that. Awesome. Yeah, That's awesome. thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Are you there, Nikki? I am. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just couldn't hear. I, I, I just, because my, um, you know, how it cut off for me, I thought, because that's happened a few times where one of us just, the radio just cuts <laughs> us off. Oh, totally. Um, so, I just switched over my internet because I was going in and out. So you guys should hear me a little better. Yeah, I yeah I felt like I lost you for a minute, so that's probably what it was. Um, well, should we go to a little break, and then if people want to call in, they can call in, and we'll bring, you know, Becca on, and then um, and then we can talk about it. Or no, they didn't. While we're giving them a chance to call in, if they want, does that work, Nikki? Sounds great. All right, here we go to a break. Okay. Okay, so what's the oh no they didn't this week? Well, the oh no they didn't this week. Actually, um, I don't know if all of our listeners out there are interested or are interested love Snapchat and Instagram, um, but it seems like Snapchat is both platforms are fairly large and um, Instagram just yesterday added a feature that mirrors Snapchat almost pretty much identically, and um, you know we know that in in the world of business that's sort of what happens, someone comes up with an idea and then there's someone right behind them to sort of knock it off. And, you know, we're, I don't really want to talk about that part of it, but uh, Nikki and I, um, for the last decade, uh, I have lived in uh, Venice, California, Venice Beach, which is only 2.7 miles, very small, but is now called Silicon Beach and Snapchat started there. And Snapchat basically is still there and um, has really changed the landscape of Venice as well as the landscape of social media. And um, while I'm at this world conference, one of the main um, messages is that um, if you live your life consciously, just like Becca was talking about, following your passion, doing what you believe in, um, and 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 with you know a moral lens, okay, um, that that life just provides outcomes, and that companies support growth of each other in that lens, and Snapchat as someone that lived in Venice, uh, that was part of the community, and as a business, someone who has built many technology companies I have, um, you know, the way the CEO does business has been a negative to me. Um, The way he's destroyed Venice Beach, California, the way he's treated the community, I haven't liked. And, um, you know, I just feel like 
you know, karma is interesting. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think that Snapchat's going to, going to have a run for their money right now. I think Facebook, which owns Instagram, is truly going after them. And I, just like I never thought I'd see Kodak be a company that no longer existed, it's going to be interesting to see if Snapchat can stand up against this. So, oh, no, they didn't, goes to Facebook and Instagram. And Snapchat, you better strap in, because I think that uh, karma's a bitch, and this, this may be an interesting ride for you. So yeah, that's I what mean, I wanted I, to talk I, about. I've definitely been a fan of Snapchat for the past few years and, you know, obviously Instagram for a little bit longer. Um, and I, I definitely understand what you're saying. Having lived in Venice as well, I think once, you know, Snapchat along with Google and all the other big corporate companies, YouTube and all that stuff, when they kind of took over the Venice Marina Del Rey area, it definitely um, didn't feel the same as it did five, ten years ago. Um, and I can definitely agree with that. I, I, I'm still a fan for a fan of Snapchat because I feel like they originated it. They, they were the inventors of this platform. And I think, um, you know, there's always going to be just like, you know, um, uh, what was it that we used to do? Periscope. Periscope. There was, there was an original Periscope called like, I think Musketeer or something like that, that was uh, released by Facebook or something like that. And then Twitter came out with one that overshadowed it and beat it out. So yeah, but now that's gone because be- Facebook did Facebook live. So periscopes are really devalued oh, and no, no longer. No, yeah. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. I'm saying, mm-hmm. I'm saying that everything that's done well is always outdone and, and somebody's always going to try to do it better. Um, yeah. So we'll see if it takes off doing the stories on Instagram. I just feel like people are so used to, that being something separate that I don't, I don't know how it's going to go, but I'm definitely, uh, I, I know people that are liking it and I know people that are like, Oh man, like why did Instagram have to change? I'm kind of on the, Oh man thing. Cause I really liked Instagram the way it was, but um, I am excited to see what it brings to the table. And um, mom, if you don't mind, I want to bring back Becca and thank her and yeah. I'm going to unmute her right now. Are you there? Hey. Becca? Yep, I am. Wonderful. Well, we just wanted to thank you so much for, for coming on today and, and sharing your amazing story with all of us. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for having me and for and for letting me talk about it. It's been really great. Well, it's great. And I can't wait to be on that land with my feet on your soil, On hopefully on my way back from my tour, which actually launches 30 days from today. Um, I'm actually going to – wouldn't it be great the first time I meet you? That's where I meet you. It'd be so cool. Mm-hmm. By that time, we'll we'll have a little artist cabin and goats and chickens and gardens and all kinds of things. So it'll well, be great. I'll consider it done, and I, I, I'll 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 work hard and learn as much as I can. Excellent. Um, so well, thank you so much for being here, and um, you know, you inspire me every day. Ah, thank you, thank you so much. It's been wonderful getting to hear everything you guys are doing. Good luck with everything, and congratulations on the new land and new adventure. Thank you very much, and thanks for having me. It's been really wonderful chatting with you both. And you can wonderful. find this on iTunes for anyone that you know wants to check it out later um, at Up Your Volume. So it will be there at the end of today it posts. Wonderful. And we will see you guys next week. Can't wait. Ciao, ciao, right. everyone. Bye.